We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you. Uh, We are getting set for the Blazers to kick off the regular season tonight. They are down in Sacramento taking on the Kings. Uh, and now for a preview of tonight's game, is, uh, from the Sacramento perspective, is Kings color analyst Katie Christensen joining us. Katie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're doing fantastic. Look, I have got. I'm sitting across from Danny. It's like Christmas Day for him. <laughs> uh, it's the start of of the regular season in the NBA. For the Sacramento Kings, I, I think we're looking at two teams right now in, in Portland and Sacramento that there's been a lot of change, a lot of roster turnover, and there's kind of this apprehension here in, in Portland about what this season may look like. There's a lot of optimism down in Sacramento for from the changes that have been made over the last you know eight to ten months with this team. How does the buzz feel around this Kings team heading into the 22-23 season? Well, it's certainly like nothing I've seen in recent memory. I mean, my first year with the Kings was in the 6 7 season, which was the first year that they missed the playoffs. So, you know, I think that year um, maybe compares a little bit just because there was expectations there, but then they ended up blowing that roster up. I mean, it, it had Mike Bibby, Kevin Martin, Brad Miller, Sharif Abdul-Rahim. Like, it had a lot of a lot of leftover talent from kind of, the glory days. Um, but this by far is the most amount of talent that has been on a Kings roster since that point. So there is legitimately so much excitement around here. Katie, there's, there's obviously that excitement. There's been excitement around this team before, whether it was De'Aaron Fox and, and Tyrese Halliburton pairing or making the move for Sabonis midseason last year and kind of what that might do for this team. Is this... I don't know if this seems unfair or not, but does it feel like there's, it's, it's, it's almost it's a make-or-break situation for the De'Aaron Fox era for the Kings if they don't break that hurdle of making the play and making the playoffs and, and taking that next step? Yeah, you know, I, I think that that is a fair assessment and certainly, you know, a fair assessment coming from kind of outside the area. And I think maybe to a certain degree it's a little bit, you know, a mixed bag of opinion here locally in terms of, you know, De'Aaron's been here now for a handful of years and there's not been any success. But, you know, even he has said this is the most amount of talent that he's ever, you know, had on the roster since he's arrived in Sacramento, and he's 100% correct. So I think the the intriguing part about all this is De'Aaron is, you know, obviously the type of point guard who has a tremendous amount of speed. I mean, he plays really well kind of in the latter part of the season. The big challenge for him is going to be playing at that level 
from the beginning, which has been an issue for him over the past several years. Um, but with his, you know, set of skills, he's not much of a shooter. He's worked a lot on that in the off season and has said, listen, you know, to win in this league, you have to have a point guard that can shoot the ball. And he shot it fairly well from the perimeter during the preseason, but we all know the preseason, it doesn't matter. It doesn't count for anything. So how does he improve individually himself? But also now there's a lot more shooting around him. Kevin Herter was a great signing by Monty McNair, the general manager, but, you know, Malik Monk also. And it's just uh, overall across the roster, Keegan Murray has been just a, a revelation. I mean, he, he shot 7 of 10 in the two preseason games that he, he played in from the perimeter. So, I mean, you look at it and there's a lot more consistent, reliable outside shooting. And the question is, how does that open things up for De'Aaron? How does that impact even the play of DeMontis Sabonis, who is maybe the best, well, one of the best. You can't, you Obviously, you've got um, the Joker in, in Denver, but a great passing big. And so I think that, you know, how Mike Brown has kind of set up this offense, it's allowed for a lot of spacing, a lot of movement. They make quick decisions. He, he does the .5 kind of theory of, you know, if you don't have something in – in a half a second, move the ball along. And they have been able to do that through the preseason. Now, will they continue that and be consistent with it in the regular season? That's the big question. You kind of went exactly where I wanted to go with this next, is that uh, in their matchup with the Trailblazers, uh, Chauncey Bubs and the Blazers, they went under on a lot of screens, if not all yeah. all actions. And that's historically how you've defended the Kings in the, the De'Aaron Fox era is because his lack of shooting. He's put that work in, but they've added Kevin Herter. They've added Malik Monk. They obviously added Keegan Murray. How much of the Kings' potency is really going to live and die with the obviously the back cuts and, and the, the high-end operation that's around Fox and Sabonis, but with the shooting? I think that it, that's every NBA team now, right? You know, if you, if you can't shoot the, the three ball consistently, you're in trouble in this league because teams will go under you defensively and it – takes away a lot of your spacing, a lot of your options. But, um, you know, I think that, you know, when you look at the the plays that Mike Brown has kind of put into into play this year, it's way more consistent in terms of structure. De'Aaron Fox, one of the surprising things he said at the end of last season was like, I'm a player that needs structure. And that's something to hear from kind of a, an elite level player in this league, because I think a lot of fans kind of assume that they want the freedom uh, to, to, you know, break things down, put the ball in their hand, one, four flat, that type of thing. But not all players thrive in that system. And I certainly don't believe a lot of teams do. If you look at Colton State, I mean, their their playbook is extensive. And it's very structured. There is obviously the, you know, opportunity for freedom, but everyone is on the same page in terms of where that freedom comes from within the offense. So I think that the structure is going to be a really good thing across the board for this Kings team, and they'll still have the opportunity to, you know, make decisions, but we'll see if this is kind of the answer for De'Aaron Fox and company. Yeah, and we're talking with Katie Christensen. She's a color analyst for the Sacramento Kings. Blazers down in Sacramento to get the regular season going tonight. Uh, We mentioned that structure, but a a lot of that within an offense is one thing, but as an organization, too, because he's entering his sixth year in the NBA and Mike Brown is his fourth head coach that he's had. Yeah. There's been a lot of turnover there. How is how is kind of this roster going with the settling of everything going from, 
you know, it was a Dave Yeager to Luke Walton to Alvin Gentry, and now Mike Brown comes in uh, to kind of be that stabilizing force. It's interesting that you asked that question because I, I kind of talked to Harrison Barnes, you know, on the side at practice here within the last week or so, and I just, you know, he, at this point, he's one of the longest tenured kings on this roster, you know, between him and De'Aaron and even if you look at Rashawn Holmes, I mean, before it was Buddy Hill, he was traded away. I mean, there's just been so much turnover, um, not even just in the coaching, but also in the players over the last several years as they've been trying to figure out what the solution is, how to get this team back on track. And one of the things that Harrison said about, you know, why is this season different was my question to him. And he goes, well, honestly, it's, it's, it's consistency, right? He goes, we were going into last season – really questioning, you know, what Luke's future was as our head coach. And, of course, then, of course, 17 games into the season, mm-hmm. they fired him. You know, it's like, why why wait uh, and, and do it in season instead of just pick your candidate from the beginning, right? right. But that's the, the choice that they made, and it, they very quickly, you know, changed course. And um, so he also mentioned there was so many trade rumors uh, the previous, you know, uh, pre-season or off-season. And there was, you know, is, is he going to be there? Is Buddy going to be there? All of these questions that were kind of circulating in the air. And he said, we finally feel like we're settled and can depend on this group, this coaching staff, because we know it's going to be consistent. So it feels different in that way. And I think that's really important because, as you guys know, professional athletes, it's like I think a lot of people look at them and, well, they, that's their job just to go out and play. But if you're on a, in a situation where there's just constant change and upheaval, it really doesn't bode well for you being able to play consistently and do your job at a high level. And, and we've seen that with their results, with their records. When you're doing your prep for the opening game of the season against the Trailblazers, what's the thing that you're most interested in seeing from this Trailblazers team with so much changeover? Yeah, I I think that, you know, there's some similarities, right, between the Kings and, and the Blazers right now. When you look at kind of the play-in, uh, a lot of people are saying that, you know, it's probably going to be between the Kings and Portland. I think the biggest question for me is Dame is Dame. He's, he's amazing. He is, you know, everything that we know him to be. But, you know, there was so much change last year during the season at the trade deadline for you guys. C.J. McCollum being gone now. There's a lot of young players. Your pre, your uh, summer league team played extremely well. You can see there's so much talent. But the question is, you know, for me, in Chauncey's second year kind of at the helm, how does he put it all together and develop young players while also trying to win? And you know Dame is not uh, the type of guy that is, is playing for a draft pick. So that to me is kind of the question that I'm looking at from afar with Portland. Like if things get rough in the first couple months, are they going to be one of those teams that all of a sudden kind of enter that, that um, intentional tank because there's a couple really great players that every franchise is, is kind of in awe of right now. Katie Christensen, you, she's the color analyst for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, thank you so much for the time. I, I, I was looking at your Wikipedia page before you came on. You were born in Lakeview? I was. I was born in Lakeview, Oregon. I grew up, like, right on the Oregon-Nevada border, and that was the closest, best hospital to where – 80 miles from my house, but that's where I was born, yeah. There's a (laughs) lot of people that are from Oregon that don't even know where Lakeview is. So I was wondering, like, did you live there? But no, you were just uh, uh, around the border at that time. 
Okay. That was that was yeah. my only question because not too many people are from or uh, live in Lakeview. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah, Lakeview is 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 kind of the Oregon equivalent to where I grew up in California. So I totally totally understand it. <laughs> Perfect. Well, now you're calling games for the Sacramento Kings and we appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Katie. All right, you guys. Have a great season. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.